Want to understand what climate change is really all about? Want to get the latest in environmental news? Listen to the Green Divas My Earth 360 Report to keep up with everything you need to know. Hi, Green Diva Lynn. Hi, how are you, Meg? I'm Green good. Meg. Yeah, and we got Green Dude Paul with us today. Green Dude. What's up? What's up? <laughs> I'm outnumbered here. But we discovered that you two are Chicago buddies. Yeah, we have some Chicago, yeah. green Chicago in our blood. So what's going on in the, uh, I mean, I, I kind of know, but, but you're always on top of the green news. What's the good green news? Uh, well, did either of you happen to have any dairy products with your breakfast today? No. Cause I did, yes. Okay. Okay, well, I ask because dairy foods require lots of water. For the manufacturing, and, right? Yes. And uh, it's something to think about now because California, which has been in a drought, happens to be our country's leading dairy supplier. Mm. And dairy products happen to have a sizable water footprint. Interesting. That's so, something you don't think about, right? No, not really. Like you got to water the, the feed for the cows. you got to give the cows plenty of water. Right, right. So, and that spans all techniques. Like we get our – we get raw – dairy from an Amish farmer, but I guess farming is farming and dairy is dairy. Yeah, yeah. they still need water, right? Yeah, it goes into... Probably has a lower um, carbon footprint, but not not water. Yeah, it goes into the um, growing of alfalfa and all their other feed. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we have to eat also, so I'm not suggesting that we don't eat dairy. But it's just something interesting to think about. The um, one example is that a six-ounce serving of Greek yogurt has a water footprint of 90 gallons. That's oh my gosh. ridiculous. That's crazy. Know, isn't that crazy? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, so it's really just good to be mindful of our water usage overall. But, I mean, it's used for everything. It's, well, here's, we an, water. here's an interesting yeah, right. thought. I wonder what the water footprint is for almond or coconut milk, right, or rice milk. Um, that's a lot less than a glass of milk. Uh, soy milk has a footprint of nine gallons, and regular milk is thirty gallons. Wow, that's significant. So that's a pretty big difference. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, the thing I think to think about is what are what other things are we consuming that take a lot of water? A right. Bottled water is my Ugh. big pet peeve. Yeah, it's everyone's that pet is, peeve. It should be uh, anyway. And. To make a just the plastic yeah. mm, for a ridiculous. bottle of water, it takes 1.85 gallons right. of water to manufacture that plastic. For plus the, the oil, actually plus it the takes, petroleum. <laughs> I, I did I did a segment on TV once and um, to illustrate how much oil goes into one plastic bottle. It, mm -hmm. One third, one third of the actual volume but, of that bottle is how much oil it took to make that bottle. Wow. Yeah, it's just yeah. Bottled water is great for emergencies when right. people are right. dying of thirst and or you're out in the middle of a desert and somebody offers you a bottle of water because you're about ready to keel over. Okay, drink the bottled water. Paul, Otherwise, you Paul, know. Paul brought his stainless steel water bottle. You won't, you Yay. never go anywhere without yours. No, his is all beat up, but make the sound. Um, oh, take yeah. the top off. It's so funny. It's it's so squeaky. Oh, won't do it. There we go. <laughs> That's the top. <laughs> they always hear me in the meetings. Yeah, and I've got my, my little <laughs> pint that I carry around, and then I've got a half-gallon yeah. clean canteen that's my backup. Drink a lot of water. Yeah, sometimes so. I even run out of the house with a glass, which, you know, if I'm in a hurry. Yeah, anyway. I've done that. Yeah, you've got to do what you got to do. Um, to frack a well yeah. takes two 
to 8 million gallons of water. I saw a graphic this week that showed how much, uh, and not only is, is it using a lot of water, but it creates a lot of toxic water. Yeah, that's the pro- one of the... Um, and that there, there was some kind of ridiculous amount of billions of gallons that would bury Washington, D.C. in, in uh, you know, 20 feet of toxic water or something. Did you see that graphic? That's a great way to clean up no. Washington. Yeah, yeah. Send it, that to me. It was an in- yeah, I will have to find it. I'm not sure that I posted it on the Green Divas, but it stunned me when I saw it. While water issues are certainly important to particular parts of the country, like you mentioned, California going through all their problems. Right. Yes, we can't afford to be like, you know, making it poisonous with fracking. Sorry, we just can't. No, that's okay. But you know what? That brings up more fracking news. Yes. Um, There was a testimony recently that 36% of North Dakota fracked gas was flared in December. Uh, flaring, if you don't know, is the burning of natural gas that can't be processed or oh. sold. Oh, and, so it's wasted. Um, it contributes to that, climate change. Know, yeah, greenhouse gases. Right. Yes, but not only that. Um, the crazy thing, the really crazy thing about it, is that uh, what was what's being burned off isn't just methane gas, but it's also the rich valuable natural gas liquids like propane and butane, which people use, and it's just being flared off because it's cheaper than, say, screwing around with pipelines and the required permits. Not that I want more pipelines out there for this kind of stuff, but it's just kind of a ridiculous thing that's going on. That's a WTF category for sure. Yeah, Yeah. But those commercials Um, on television tell us how great it is. (laughs) (laughs) And the amount flared off could heat over half a million homes per day. Just absolutely really? Absolutely nuts. Yeah. Oh, that's upsetting. Not very efficient. It's actually upsetting. Yeah, it's very upsetting. Um, here's something bizarre. In 2002, Americans were about an inch taller and 24 pounds heavier than they were in the 60s. You know, now we're more than 10 years later. Uh, more than a third are now classified as obese. And a new study says that people's diets around the world have become too similar over the last 50 years. So that's what's contributing to um, being fatter and more unhealthy. Interesting. The lack of food diversity. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with the Lexicon of Sustainability Project. No. Uh, organization out of California that has a beautiful poster set that they make available that talks about the food system. And they've just started a series of short films with PBS. And mm. the first one was on the, the lack of diversification of food and food mm. availability. But those those would definitely be uh, little four-minute videos that are, so, are quite informational. So is that does that mean that folks that, you know, may have a, a, a culture like in Asia or whatever that may have had a different diet and, and maybe they're wanting to westernize, they have a McDonald's there now, whatever – yeah. Is yeah. that what this is, is really it's all yeah. about? Globalization yeah. of our food system, yeah. No, of the American but yes, stupid it's the diet? Whole westernization right. of, of our diet. Yeah. Um, 90% of people are getting their calories from protein and fat. And, well, actually, they're getting their calories, protein, and fat from the same 50 crops. And it's also, yeah, it's the processed food, it's the modernization of agriculture. Um, the rise of supermarkets, that's all contributing to this, and it's definitely, you know, the westernization. 
wow. of our diets. Now, are there but, any actions this week? Oh, you're going to actions Let's already. go to some good news. I know. I know. No, right. Yeah, let's do good <laughs> news. Let's do a good news piece and then go to action. Then we'll have to. Uh, well, there's uh, just yesterday, Monday, they had a uh, an all-nighter in the Senate yeah. with the hashtag up for climate. And 28 Democrats and two independents pulled this all-nighter in an effort to wake up Congress to the climate change, to climate change and the danger of inaction. And um, surprise, zero Republicans were there. Yeah, not, not entirely surprising, but um, but, I but bet half of Fox Democrats in the lot. Senate didn't attend either. Right, right. So, um, but still, it's pretty cool that they that they did this. It's, an effort to shake things up for 2015 politics and the 2016 presidential race. Uh, well, it's not a bit likely to be passing any kind of climate bill in the near future. Right. It's, it's a bit of a PR stunt, but it's yeah. a good one because, mm-hmm. you know, it's... Well, it gets the media talking. And, and, and there was an interesting side article to that story about the, you know, just how absurd it is at this point for people to feel that to have balanced journalism that you need to give time to the deniers at this point. Yeah, right. that, it's like giving time to the you know the flat Earth uh, folks yeah, when, you yeah, tell, yeah. when you say that the glo- you know the Earth is round. Yeah, um, science has proved otherwise, and yet people are still feeling compelled to. So we this is great stuff, and I'm looking forward to the full post, which is always filled with with good information. And uh, so, to give us our our action this week, Lynn. Uh, well, it's. We can tell cl- Congress to wake up to climate change. So that is one action we'll have a link for. Um, and then I want to also add that there's still time to add your voice to the whole Keystone Pipeline. Oh, did they extend um, that? Yeah, even though the comment period officially ended March 7th, or it was, I guess, Friday, March yeah. 7th, mm-hmm. um, you know, we can still put our vo- voice out there. There's a link for that. But also what I did... Uh, just the other day, I um, I'm kind of nervous about this, but <laughs> I uh, I signed up for a civil disobedience, All right. which will only take place if Obama determines that the pipeline is in our national interest, which means then the Keystone Pipeline would move forward. So I signed up for this, which means I'm committed to participating in this thing, which could end up getting me arrested, which I don't think my family would be too happy about, but. Uh, if that's what we have to do, then that's what we have to do, and I signed up for it. So well, good for you. You know, too. I admire standing by your word, and I think I might be signing up for that, too. Yeah, I, I um, attended the Keystone rally in Washington last oh, year I about this too. time. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it a nice, warm day? No. No, <laughs> it was not. Even with 40,000 people around you, it oh. was cold. Oh, it was so cold. But it was invigorating. It really yeah. was, you know, reinforcing that we're not in this alone. We need tens of thousands more people to to take these actions you recommend and inform themselves and lean on their legislators. This is a great opportunity to stand by your beliefs and Mm -hmm. um, take action. And I think think it's a great opportunity if you indeed, you know, believe that we should block the pipeline, which I personally do. Um, Whatever your beliefs are, hey, out there, you know, get active, do stuff. Stand by your beliefs. Make it happen. Lynn, thanks so much for calling in today. And, and everybody Thank should you. should go to thegreendivas.com and check out Lynn's um, My Earth 360 report. But also visit her site, uh, myearth360.com, right? Right on. 
Thanks, Lynn. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, you guys. Have a great day. You too. To find out more about this Green Divas My Earth 360 report, visit thegreendivas.com. And to learn even more about climate change and environmental news, go to myearth360.com.